Hey, what's happening, y'all? Grace and peace to you today. I hope all is well. Welcome back to Live the Life podcast. Again, Tamara and I want to thank you for listening and for sharing. Uh, we appreciate all your love and support. <clears throat> and our love and support goes out to all of you as well. Amen. Uh, so today's message is uh, season two, uh, episode two. So season two, we're calling uh, Getting Into a Groove. Uh, and in our last message, you know, we talked about uh, staying in step with the spirit. Uh, Tamara and I kind of got real with with what's going on in our life. And uh, as I was praying today, uh, he brought to mind uh, himself as the Holy Spirit and uh, all that the Holy Spirit is to us, you know, uh, so yeah, today's message is called Spiritual Allowance. So be empowered by the Holy Spirit through being doers of the word, continually pressing in, reading, praying, worshiping, and most of all, showing love to others. Everything we do has to do with the Holy Spirit living in us and through us. In the garden, we were given power to rule and reign over the earth and everything in it. This was only through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us and working through us. We cannot do this on our own. Amen. So when I was young, you know, I always look forward to my weekly allowance, right? As it was fun to receive, it was empowering, as I was able to make choices and it was consistent. As long as I was consistent in earning that resource, which allowed me to tap into it. Amen. So it was empowering as I was, you know, now able to make choices and, and it was consistent as long as I was consistent. So in the same way, if we follow Jesus and we're obedient to him in his word and his love, you know, it's a much better deal. <laughs> it's a much better allowance than we used to get. And it's never ending. And the resource is unfathomable. You know, you can't even comprehend the goodness of God and everything that he has for you. Amen. So at a higher level, if we're pressing in, we're abiding in Jesus, the spiritual allowance is never ending. It's abundant. It's empowering. It's full of knowledge and the list goes on and on. Amen. And again, we talked about the garden. So if we go back to the garden, which I always like to do, I like to go back to the garden where we were spiritual beings. I believe when we were created, we were we were spiritual beings, right? And uh, with uncorrupted vision, you know, we were made in the image of Christ, and we saw each other the way He sees us, saw the way he, the way He saw us, right? until sin came into the picture. And then I believe our vision was corrupted. Then we saw each other in our flesh. And so goes the story, right? So I believe we had spiritual lenses in the garden where we saw each other the way God saw us. We saw ourselves the way God saw us. And we saw God properly as Adam and Eve would, would hang out, right? With God in the cool of the day in the garden, they weren't afraid of God. They loved God. They loved being around him. And God loved being around them, just as he does with us to this day, right? And also back, you know, there's there's praying in the spirit. And the reality that we must love God, 
love Jesus, and love the Holy Spirit equally. They're all one and the same, right? God is God, right? God is Jesus. Jesus is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. They're all together God, but they each have, you know, specific roles uh, that have played out, right? And now we have the Holy Spirit that now lives inside of us. When when Jesus ascended back up to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit down. So now the, the Holy Spirit is the form that we have living inside of us, which is also means we have Jesus living inside of us. We have the power of God in us, all because of the Holy Spirit that was sent down from heaven, right? So that's what we have access to, right? So Christ gave us access to his Holy Spirit from before time. And he perfected it through his death and resurrection, wiping us clean of all sin and giving us direct access to him, his father, and of course, the Holy Spirit. We need to understand that the Holy Spirit is a spirit of love and has always been displayed as such in creation. Therefore, we must be obedient to Christ through our continual transformation and always press into him to receive a greater allowance of the spirit to move in our lives. So, you know, this message is relevant to getting in the groove, you know, because it's important, you know, again, it's our heart, Tamara and I, you know, we're, we're out to seek and save the lost, right? Making disciples of all nations. That's the calling that God has on each and every one of us, you know, and it's our heart through what God has done in our life to, to share, to encourage, and not only encourage you guys to a deeper faith, but exhort you, right? with strong exhortation to do these things, you know, not being complacent, all the stuff we learned in season one. You know what I mean? We have to keep pressing into God, you know, and, and the reality is if we have, you know, we abide in Christ, he abides in us, you know, and all of those things, as we press into him, he presses into us. And the reality, again, my favorite picture of the ocean is the love of God. And we think we're deep in relationship with God. We think we're, we're serving, we're serving, we're serving. We got it all figured out. And, and we look down and we're only ankle deep in the ocean, right? Waves are just slapping against our shins. And we think we're deep with God when, when the reality is we, we can't, you can't outgive God. You can't outlove God. You know, the, the deeper you swim into him, the more he just pours into your life. And, uh, you know, that's where he wants us to go, all for his glory, all for saving humanity, all to empower us to make disciples of all nations. All this stuff is for the glory of God. And a byproduct of that is this amazing joy that we have in our life, no matter what's going on. You know, we can find joy and we understand that, that God is always working for his good, right? For those who love him, we know and understand and we know the end of the story. All because he's a good, good father. Amen. He's a good, good father. So in Isaiah 11, uh, verses 1 through 3, it says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of, and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, and the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. This is talking about, you know, this is prophesying about Jesus coming into the world saying that the Holy Spirit's going to rest on him because we have to remember that Jesus came and became, he was fully God and fully man. And he chose to live his life as a man, lay down his Godhead and all of his power to become a man, right? And we see that the Holy Spirit came upon him and he got his power from the Holy Spirit, just as we get our power from the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
So Luke chapter 4, 18 and 19, this is after, you know, Jesus had gotten baptized, the Holy Spirit, when he came up out of the water, the Spirit came on him like a dove. God said from heaven, you know, this is my son whom I'm well pleased, right? <coughs> and then Jesus goes on his mission, right? On his missionary journey, his ministry starts at that point, moving forward, he gets tested and all that. But when he goes to the temple, right? And he starts to preach now. He's saying, the spirit of the Lord is on me. First thing, right? And this was also written in Isaiah 61 too. So it was well known by those that he was talking to. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. He has, uh, and recovery aside for the blind and to set the oppressed free and to proclaim, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. He's wrapping it up while he's here and he's doing it in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, when we put ourselves down and lift God up, the power of the Holy Spirit comes. If you have to teach a message, if you're, if you're preaching, if you're just starting to preach, the weaker you are, the more scared you are, the better it is because that's when the Holy Spirit can come through us in the most powerful way. Amen. Yeah, so the Holy Spirit is wonderful, right? And he's also a gift giver, all right? The Holy Spirit gives us gifts. There's there's gifts of the Spirit. This message could go on and on and on. I'm going to try to shorten it up for you all. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, you guys can read about the spiritual gifts. Um, gifts of the Spirit, you know, there's knowledge, wisdom, prophecy, faith, healings, miracles, discernment of spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. So the Holy Spirit is a gift giver. All these things are for each and every one of you. As you receive and believe Jesus Christ and you press into him, he already has a mission for you and he's going to give you one of these gifts. And out of that gift, all the other gifts, you may have, you know, you may have little bits of all of those gifts, but it all operates out of one of those gifts will be your main gift. And he'll start to operate out of that. So uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that's a whole other crazy long subject. Uh, there's also the fruits of the Spirit. Again, these are gifts. They're byproducts of loving God, right? The greatest commandments are to love God and to love others, right? I learned many years ago, it's all about loving God. When I, when I give my all to loving God, to pressing into my relationship with the Lord, a byproduct of that is the ability to become like Him, right? We become like Him. We become more compassionate. We're better listeners, we watch what comes out of our mouth. We watch come, you know, what goes in our mouth. We watch what goes in our eyes and our ears, right? That all comes from loving God, right? So these fruits of the Spirit, I believe, are byproducts of loving God. They go hand in hand. Uh, yeah, I believe the fruits are, are soil for the gifts to grow in. Fruit allows your gifts to naturally flow. So the fruits of the Spirit, to me, are the soil that help the gift that God has given you to grow because it's all about love. We have to remember that no matter what we're talking about power, the Holy Spirit coming, our spiritual allowance, you know, as we press into him. But yeah, it's all about love, man. So Galatians 5:22. but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things there is no law. 
Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope and the power of the Holy Spirit. And in Acts 10, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. You know, we get to do these same things, man. We get to press in and we get to do these same things. Jude chapter 1, verses 17 through 25, a call to persevere. But dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the people who will divide you, who follow mere natural instincts, and they do not have the Holy Spirit. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. To others show mercy mixed with fear, right? A good understanding of the Lord and what's coming, right? You got eternal life or you got hell. That's it. Those are the two choices, man. And there's a reality to that, okay? To show mercy mixed with fear, man. We have a God of love and mercy who is also a God of good justice, right? And the laws are written and that's it. So, you know, it's our choices, right? The wrath of God is the consequences of our own choices. It goes on to say, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. And I want to leave you with this poem, actually an excerpt from a poem called The Gospel of the Holy Spirit's Love. This is written by Horatius Bonar, I believe is how you pronounce it. It says, it's the Holy Spirit who has been the life of the church. When he came, all was life. When he departed, all was death. Nothing was lacking so long as he was in the midst. And when he left, nothing could compensate for his withdrawal. When he was present, the church was the garden of the Lord. When he forsook her, every herb and flower of that garden withered. It was the fullness of the Spirit's power, possessed and exercised by holy men, awakening, quickening, sanctifying, that wrought the mighty changes which history records. Hello, I bless you with the Holy Spirit. It goes on to say the works of the Spirit are the works of love. When he garnished the heavens, it was the work of love. When he moved upon the face of the deep, it was in love. When he came upon holy men of old, it was in love. When he wrote the scriptures, it was in love. Love to us. When he anointed Jesus of Nazareth to preach the gospel to the poor, it was in love to us. When he fulfills his office of guiding into all truth, it is in love. When he opens eyes and heart, it is in love. When he chastens, it's in love. When he comforts, it's in love. When he sheds abroad the love of God in our hearts, it is in love when he, as one with the Father and the Son, wrote the seven epistles of the Revelation. It was in love as the close of each of them shows. He that has an ear, let them hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Amen. His works in the soul of man in regenerating, upholding, and perfecting are the works of love. Love like that of Christ that passes all knowledge. Love 
to the chief of sinners, love to those who have vexed and resisted and quenched him. Love which says, how shall I give you up, Ephraim? The spirit is come in his love to build up his own. He seeks to fill with his holy presence, the soul into which he has come. He wants not part of the man, but the whole body, soul, mind, and spirit, the entire being, that it may be altogether conformed to himself. He has come to his temples. His purpose is to make them in reality what they are in name, the habitation of God, the temples of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all. Be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Be consistent in pursuing our Lord Jesus Christ as He is always consistent in pursuing you. Amen. God bless you guys.